Hello, my name is Michael Garrick, and this is Popping Culture Movie Reviews. My guest today is comedian Kirkland Madding. He's a hilarious comedian from Greenville, but he does shows all over the Southeast. If you get a chance, definitely check him out. Very funny comedian. Thank you so much for coming on to the movie review. Thanks, man. I really appreciate you having me. Uh, no problem, man. Uh, the movie that we'll be reviewing is Back to the Future. Uh, Kirkland shows the movie. Uh, before we get into it, this will be a 100% spoiler review. But before we spoil the movie, uh, Kirkland, do you think they should watch it? Oh, man. It's a, it's a must-see for sure, man. Yeah. One of the best. I totally agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Everything past this point is 100% spoilers. Um, I'll let you kick it off, man. Well, I can't imagine, first of all, somebody uh, who hasn't seen this movie clicking on this and going, he said I should watch it. Maybe I should maybe I should check it out. I don't think that's happening. I don't think we're spoiling anything for anybody. If you ain't seen it by now, man, it's it's past time. But yeah, man, this uh, this movie growing up was like everything. I watched it. What was one? What was your movie growing up where you just watched it on loop all the time and annoyed the shit out of everybody i grew up a Jehovah's witness so when it came to movies i didn't see many and i wasn't allowed like there's, there's no moment where i watched movies over and over again it's whatever came on abc family so i guess it would be um remember the titans oh man yeah well that's another one man i actually just watched that two days ago with uh, uh my girlfriend's little cousins man that that is a incredible movie yeah it was shot really well yeah it's incredible but back to the future man that was that movie where i mean it got the point because we were watching on vhs and um dude it got the point where it's like man we're gonna burn this thing up you know just constantly over and over as soon as it would end hit rewind go make a sandwich wait 15 minutes come back i think it's done rewinding now hit play and watch it again i mean it was just incredible I I can legit remember and a lot of kids like wanting to be Marty McFly. Oh, dude, of course. Who wouldn't want to be? Yeah. But going back and watching it now, like at the age I am now, instead of being five, I realized he's not like the popular guy in school. He's actually like kind of the outcast in a way. Yes. He's the yeah. guy that hangs out with the weird scientist fellow. Yeah, for no reason. Like that John Mulaney bit or it doesn't even explain why they're hanging out or what's going on like who is he he's not related to him like what's he doing just hanging out with this old guy yeah but you know in the story it just it just goes along and makes sense um yeah i think it's one of those things where when they don't explain it it makes the story better than trying to explain it exactly because um, the explanation only make it worse because yeah. it's not any sense exactly right um how much do you know about this movie? Do you know any like the behind the scenes things? Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Do you, Go do ahead. you think they should have kept the first actor? No, definitely not. And that's gotta be a hard choice to make, but just from the stuff that I've watched and seen, nobody really was vibing with him. And according to like uh, uh, the director and the writer, of the movie um he was just not a good fit like he wasn't delivering it the way they wanted to he wasn't a comedian he wasn't a comedic style actor and um 
Michael J. Fox was on Family Ties at the yep. time. He had to shoot so him back to back. Right, right. And so, like, he was, you know, he had that comedic timing because he had the experience. And that other guy, I don't think he really had it yet. So, um, I can't imagine it being anybody else but him. Yeah. All I remember, and this is the last thing we'll say about that actor. I forgot his name just that quick. But, yeah. like, I can see somebody being like, all right, man, they got a better guy for that movie. But when that sequel and the third one came out, like, that's the only time where it's like, that's a gut punch hard. Like, you ain't lying. I had an opportunity and mm-hmm. I just like, just to have to see, because it's, it's not like one movie, all right, three years later, we don't really talk. It's like, this is a trilogy mm-hmm. that I could have been in and it's gone and I'm watching it everywhere. Of all time, one of the bigs of all time, especially. Yeah, give it up to him for not killing himself. But uh, I'll give it up seriously. <laughs> yeah, um, 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 yeah, dude. I mean, just a just a terrible thing. Oh, that's like Will Smith in The Matrix. Um, yeah, he was <laughs> he's supposed to play Neo, and he's got to sit there and watch him do three movies in a row. Keanu Reeves. Hey, do you know the movie he passed up? You know what movie he chose to do besides The Matrix? Wild Wild West. Oh my God. What a mistake. But could you it's imagine when that movie's bombing and then The Matrix is just killing it? Deep inside, I would love to see Will Smith in The Matrix just because oh. at that point in his career, he had to have a music video with every movie. <laughs> and I would love to see a music video for The Matrix <laughs> and get cheeky with I it. I want to know what song it would have been. That would be awesome. It would have been one of the most funniest thing ever to see those PlayStation 2 graphics dancing with him. (laughs) It would have been perfect, man. You know what? He still would have killed it. You know, you know, uh, like I can't imagine Back to the Future without Michael J. Fox, but I could actually see the Matrix with the Matrix with Will Smith. I don't I don't mind it not being Keanu Reeves. It doesn't bother me. I can not, see Will Smith. It's not the same movie. I think you're right, but I, I would love to see it. I wouldn't want to see the Back to the Future without him, but I would want to see the Matrix of Will Smith. It does. I just, I don't know. I just feel like it becomes a comedy, but I get it. I, I agree. I, yeah. I would it do, I mean, be. I would want to see it. Just just see Will yeah. Smith be like, you want me to jump where? <laughs> <laughs> he just the whole time going, what the hell is this movie about? Anybody know what the hell's going on? Yeah. What are all these numbers? What are these green numbers flying by my face for? What's going on? I could be doing the Wild Wild West right now. Yeah. <laughs> I could but, be jumping off horses and shit. Exactly. But um, like you said, people have seen this movie, so I, I agree we're probably not spoiling it for anybody. But when it yeah. came to the intro of this movie, the right. power of love. Oof. That yeah. is like ingrained in my brain mm. like i love that song with a passion and i absolutely. think that was the best intro song for almost any movie i've ever seen yeah absolutely i totally agree i mean there's a lot of see i think um that's a good point first of all because it made me think about uh all my favorite movies have great soundtracks too i think and there's always a song that you that rep you know, you hear a song on the radio and you go, oh, that's the song from this movie or you know what I mean? And that song is that it's nothing else, but that's the Back to the Future song. You know what I mean? Like, that's just it. Yeah. And 
it's perfect. Yeah. I mean, that's such a, I mean, the skateboard comes in and hits the thing and they got the, uh, the clocks going and he blows up the amplifier and then power of love comes on or, and then he's skateboarding through that small town and dude, it's just a great scene. Those old Nike shoes. That's the thing that sticks out in my head the most is those old Nike shoes. I'm like, man, that's a badass. I yeah. wish I had a pair. Yeah. I'm sure if you find them online, man, somebody's selling those retros somewhere. Absolutely. Yeah. And then the ones from the second movie that did the power laces or whatever, and they made those. The 1500. Oh, that's okay. I don't have Acon money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, how did you like the introduction of the principal and his girlfriend? Um, it's pretty solid. The only thing I will say, well, they actually might even say it in the movie. You know, that principal, when you see him and he's calling him a slacker and all that stuff, you know, uh, when you see him in 1955, they didn't do any makeup or get a different actor. He's just the same. He looks 30 years later. He's the same person. They didn't even try. And said, like, I always thought that was interesting. But that actually might have been a joke in the movie where it's like, God, he looks the exact same. Yeah. But his girlfriend was smoking. That's for sure. That was like a crush I had from a very young age before I even knew what, what was going on. Yeah, me yeah, me too. It was her and Topanga. Yeah. Oh, uh, dude. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah for, all the, for any black women that see this, there's a lot more black women too. I don't want... <laughs> Kirkland, you don't understand what I'm saying right now, but just know that it's important that I express. Oh, no. Oh, uh, I had a crush on, like, Lisa Turtle from Saved by the Bell. Yes. Yeah. And um, one of the girls from uh, that show, Living Single. You know all what I'm talking them, about? All of them. All of yeah. them. All of them are fine. All of them are fine. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm way more crushes on Living Singles than I did on Friends. Dude. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, there was, there was you know jennifer aniston but other than that i was never into the other two yeah i got to finally see her you, you know she was in that horrible leprechaun movie oh yeah dude i've never seen it but i uh, saw during halloween this past halloween i saw somebody talking about it i was like what is she doing there yeah don't watch it man everybody's, yeah, but yeah. everybody's gotta start somewhere oh that's a hot take is don't watch leprechaun 4 whatever it is <laughs> um, uh, sorry we keep bouncing everywhere but the the pacing of this movie, I believe, is what makes it so great because it doesn't rush you in. It, it explains almost everything that needs to be explained. And it's never a beat of silence. There's never a point where it doesn't go from like boom, boom, boom. And I think that's one of the best things about this movie. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's so I feel like they um, they let the overarching plot of the story be simple. Because they know there's so many intricate, detailed things in the dialogue that are coming later that they don't want to, you know, give you too much. Like, keep this simple, but everything inside of it that's actually important, we're going to fill it with all these little details. I mean, you're right. You can't miss a sentence almost in that movie because yeah. it's all connected. Yep. And you'll see it later, you know. Exactly. Um, when it comes to Doc, you meet him. You know, they tell you everything you need to need to know, and then he gets murdered. Right. By the uh, by the terrorists. Yes. Yeah. That is like one of the first times I've ever seen like a character that's supposed to be so important just like die. Right. Like, and then like 
it's like for that split second, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. I can go back in time. But it was just that moment of like, like what what's going on? Yeah. yeah like, like, well, is it oh, like the credits are going to start rolling now? Like, <laughs> oh, it was a short film. It was 15 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right. I'm trying to think if there's another, I mean, there can't be another example of that unless you have time travel to lean on. Yeah, like the only other movie I can think of is like a Hitchcock movie where they killed, they had to switch main characters, but that's it. Oh, you're right. Like Psycho. Yeah, yeah that's that girl. Movie, yep. Yeah, you're right. That's exactly right. But that threw me off when I watched Psycho because I was sitting there because you always see that famous scene. And the first time I actually watched it, I was like, wait, what the hell? Like, that's the main person. Exactly. And, yeah. But yeah, that's a. I mean, God, that movie's so great because they had to do that so the ending would make sense, you know. And oh, man, that movie's great. Yeah, I agree. Um, when it comes to him having to deal, like his father having to deal with a bully that bullied him his whole life, and then you go back and find out, like, it's the it's the same story beat, but it's mixed well. I think that's like clever writing and clever acting where it, it could just look the same, but just that little switch of dialogue makes it different. Absolutely. I mean, that's the biggest, honestly, that's basically what the whole movie's about is um, Marty trying to get his father to basically man up. I mean, he doesn't, Marty changes his life like this much. He's kind of the person he is like the person Marty is, is basically who he ends up being at the end. Anyway, he already had his morals and he already knew what was right and wrong. His dad's the one that probably had the most dramatic change of anybody. Yeah. Marty just trying to stay alive. That's it. That's all he's trying to do. He's just trying to, you know, make his picture not disappear and that. And you know what I didn't understand was how come Marty's not the first one to disappear? Yeah. Was it? Sister. Right. That is a that's a solid plot hole. Yeah, I never understood that part, but I thought I was missing something. But anyway, um, yeah, the only other thing too that didn't make sense was why does he keep Biff around at all when he's a nerd or when he's successful? Why would you keep him around? Like he's a terrible person. He hates you, bullying you. He do unspeakable things to your wife at one point in time. Like yeah. why would you? this guy around your house so closely yeah yeah you're uh, right man like um it's very the plot, important the plot says so um yeah that's uh, right right because we wrote it like yes um but like yes yeah, a lot of easter eggs in this movie uh how to go back to the soundtrack um it, it leads back up to um chuck, um, chuck berry uh oh, yeah. where now marty mcfly is the guy that made you know made that sound uh, pop you know yeah uh, right instead uh, of it being yeah uh, it was marty yeah yeah that's right and that's like um that's ba- he's well now marty mcfly is basically elvis yeah yeah he just you know he took um a black artist's um masterpiece and then made it his own and now he gets all the credit and money for it so marty mcfly is basically you know taking the credit for something a black man did yeah i've heard that that's that is kind of messed up yeah it's, but it's one of those things where it's just like it didn't matter plus it was cool yeah. to see the young mayor and and once he was older you're right yeah so that oh, was yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, Goldie. That's his yeah. name. Yeah. yeah, Goldie. That's right. That's right. That's one of my favorite parts of that movie. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Because, I mean, honestly, I wanted more Goldie. The guy yes. who played him, incredible. Yeah, great timing. Yeah, great timing. He was really funny. And, yeah, he was right on it. Yeah. I mean, okay. actually, in the beginning, but I'll actually now. Did this movie make you want to have a skateboard? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I did. Oh, I was, okay. And I was so bad at it. I'm great hot garbage. My my uncle builds skate parks for a living. He bought he built one here in Greenville that Bob Burnquest came and skated in when it grand opened. Like he's really good at it. And so he took me to one of the skate parks that he built and was trying to show me like how to drop in. Yeah. And I swear to God, I was up on the thing. I had the board ready to go to drop in on the on the ramp. And he was holding my hand. He was like, I'm going to let go when you go forward. and You'll be all right. Don't worry. And I stood there. And I'm not kidding. For an hour and a half and cried and, and never attempted to go down it. We just left. I was bad. But in my defense, I was 18 years old. So, I mean, it was a really hard. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with that, buddy. You, you ended up well. Um, it all worked out. It all worked yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, when you saw um, old Doc and then you meet young Doc, of course it's the same actor. You know, it doesn't change in age or anything. But yeah. do you like how quick, like, I, I feel like it was kind of like the way they dealt with it in Avengers Endgame. It was just like, you're meeting your younger self. I mean, you're meeting someone that knows your older self and it's just like, all right, tell me stuff that only I, only I would know. And it's like, all right, I should believe you. Uh, right, right, yeah. There's no reason for me not to. It is funny when you see stuff like that in it, where they're like uh, looking at their younger self and they're like, "Tell me something." Only are you looking at me? I'm you, okay? Like, there's no how. Who else would I be? Like, how am I going to look identical? That is always funny when you. What would you say to yourself if that happened? Something uh, that I don't know. can't what say it you- on a podcast. Can't say that. <laughs> But once I told myself it, they would be like, all right, what you need? Uh, that is such a good point because in movies and stuff, they're always like, remember that time you broke your arm and old man Apple's garage or something? And it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, my first thought was like, oh, I can't say this around other people. I had to whisper it to myself. Yeah. Like, and yeah, it wouldn't be as kid friendly. Yeah, same here. <laughs> same here. I think as soon as my younger self saw me do this, like, hey, okay, I got you. Oh, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I believe you don't know. We don't need to. Let's not remind each other of what we did. Hey, come here. Come here. What are you doing? Why are you saying yeah. that out loud? What yeah. are you doing? Yeah. So I didn't I get any smarter throughout these years. I'm still just saying stupid stuff. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and also, there's another. This is a really weird. This might not make sense, but something else that I thought about. So, like, when Marty's in the future, his future self is sitting there, you know, trying to play the guitar because you learned that like his fingers and stuff got messed up in a car crash. Right. Would his future self not automatically go, Oh my God, I'm having a memory of seeing myself doing this. And I'm here. Like, would he really be surprised that he's his younger self's in the future? Cause wouldn't he already have these memories that, Oh yeah, I went to the future. Cause it's happening to his younger self right then. Yeah. Do you see him? 
oh no, it's a plan. Whenever they do time stories, that's why I like the creators of Rick and Morty. They're like, we don't do time stories. Like, we yeah. don't want to answer these questions. We don't want to have to like write and write and then rewrite. It's like it's just different dimensions. Like, so it's just it's that's the that's the art of the beast when it comes to you know time stories. Like I go back to Avengers Endgame. Um, Tony Hawk, Tony Stark literally created time travel in three minutes. He just decided, you know what? I'm going to put my mind to it for three minutes, and I'll okay, I'll figure it out. He's been Iron Man for three movies. Why would I judge him now? Right. <laughs> I'm not questioning this, you know, fictional Elon Musk. I'm not going to question this guy. Like he knows what he's doing. Yeah, dude. Oh, you brought up uh, Rick and Morty. Yes. I mean, that's Back to the Future right there. I mean, um, if they hadn't made Rick Morty's grandfather, it would be the same thing. Yes. They started as um, a Back to the Future parody on like some website, I think, Funny or Die. It was very raunchy, though. Oh, was it? Yeah, but they looked just like um, Back to the Future. Oh, okay. You know what? I think I remember seeing something about that, like Dan Harmon talking about that. Um, yeah, I think that's what it was. I mean, his name's Morty, and then yep. there's Marty. Yep. So it's like pretty much the same thing right there. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, that movie. I mean, like uh, there's a part in the movie where um, it's Twin Ponds ho- or Mall, Twin Ponds Mall. Run up there, you know, and then and when he goes back in the past, he runs over one of the ponds, and then he goes back to the past, and it's Pine Mall or whatever. So it's mm-hmm. like it's not two, it's one because he ran over one of the ponds, and it's like little stuff I would have never caught if the internet wasn't telling me about it. Yeah, me either, me either. Um, uh, like I said, I watched the movie yesterday for the review, and one scene that I forgot, which is funny now because I don't know how I forgot it, but do you remember when he first goes to the Back to the Future and he ends up in that barn? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was clever the way he looked like somebody from outer space or the way someone at that time period would think that's yeah. how someone would look from outer space. Right. And the door opens up like like those, uh, what do they call it? Suicide doors or is that rainbow or a butterfly doors or whatever? Way too broke. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. I have no <laughs> idea what the answer is. <laughs> that door comes up. though. It's like a spaceship, a DeLorean. A terrible car, first of all. But why? Um, why, why? What's so bad about this car? Nobody tells me why this is a bad car. Broke down all the time. They didn't work. Like even the when they were shooting the movie, they were getting they were getting pissed off because the cars like weren't they weren't doing what they were supposed to do. Uh, the John DeLorean who made those cars, he um, something really bad happened to him. I think he even went to jail or he just went bankrupt. It was something. But a lot of his downfall had to do with these cars. I'm pretty sure because they were just awful. That explains why half of this movie, this car is um, digital. Okay. Yeah, yeah, pretty much because they couldn't get it to work. They had several of the cars for different reasons, and it wouldn't work hardly at all. Like it was terrible. Like this, the gear shift would stick all the time, and it would just cut off. And yeah, it was a terrible car. Oh, I heard a story one time actually of Johnny Carson. He had one of the. It was like he had like the very first DeLorean or the second one or something. The first time he drove it, he left his house and had to call. He had to like walk a few miles to a payphone to call somebody to pick him up because it broke down 15 minutes outside his house. I'm, I may be stupid, but like I'm hearing all this negative stuff, but like I still want one. Um, oh, absolutely. I'd love to have one to just be a lawn ornament outside. Like it would be cool to have. I don't want to no. drive it. 
I'm going, no, if I get rich, I'm getting it. It's going to be like, uh, I've got whatever hat Batman has where it just circles around. Yeah, yeah. He's got the Lazy Susan. Yeah. With that, the, with, <laughs> yeah that's okay. the name of it? That's what it's called? Lazy Susan? There's, uh, it's more like... Uh, no, no, we're sticking with Lazy Susan. Don't worry about it. That's... <laughs> there's like a thing that you put food on. They call it a Lazy Susan. So if you want to pass it to somebody, you, you turn the little table with the food on it. And that's what I, I always say. That's a Lazy Susan. Best believe, but if I get one, that's what's called. I don't care if they'd be like, no, this, no, 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 don't correct me. Put the lazy Susan. Yeah. Imagine uh, the person who invented it and they called it lazy Susan. And they're like, can we just, how about just Susan? No, you're being lazy right now. We got to call it lazy Susan. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we get to the end of the movie. Yeah. And that, just to, just because you don't really think about the clock. It's, as you see it in the beginning of the movie, you see it in the middle of the movie. That time, you know, they show the square of that town a lot, but it wasn't to yeah. the end till you realize, like, oh, no, this plays a big part into this movie. Yeah. Um, how did you feel about the ending? Man, I'll be honest. I don't think there's a more exciting... It's, a, it's more like a family adventure movie. Mm-hmm. There's... I mean, it's hard to pick a movie that's a better more exciting family ending to an adventure movie ever i mean it's just so like i've seen it a million times and i still kind of like go all right man come on grab onto it you know when doc's trying to grab the and he's trying to put it together i'm like come on man come on like get it together now you know, like, <laughs> like i i know the ending but i'm still like on the edge of my seat and yeah i mean and then when he comes back around running up the dock because he you know he has to go back again. Yep. And like, it's, it, it, everything just comes together. So like, so perfectly in that movie, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, I agree. Um, at the end of the movie, the direct end of the movie, I truly, truly didn't, I, I didn't think it would be a sequel till like the complete ending of the movie. Like I didn't think this, think they would yeah. set this up, like up to the end. You, I just didn't suspect the ending of a, a movie that was like okay let's set up another one yeah yeah and i always wondered if that's what they were i don't know the answer to this question you might um i don't know if they did that planning on there being a second one or if it was supposed to be like a little or if it was supposed to be like a little cute thing at the end where it's like uh they're off to another adventure you know but we, we don't get to see that one or if they were really like no there's gonna be two of these things for sure like people are gonna love it I I always treat it like um, non-Marvel movies, where it's like, if we make enough money, we can make another one. Oh, absolutely. It don't matter what it is. Yeah, It could be anything, and they'll make another one. I mean, there really had to be a Big Mama's House, too. Probably not. But it made enough money where I watched the second one. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, I loved the first one, so I'm going to watch the second one. Yep. They did future thing was perfect i mean how it led into the next movie and the second one's actually probably my favorite i love the first but the second one's my yeah me too too. and you never really hear that when it comes to sequels no no very rarely absolutely like i like the second matrix way more than i like the first one just because they were like you know what let's stop talking and i was like yes this is a way better movie now because they know just to fight each other that's exactly right that's what i'm talking about that's what everybody wants yeah, yeah, we 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 all know the story doesn't make sense, but 
Let's talk about he's the oh Neo is backwards to one. Yeah, that's clever. Yeah, yeah. Nobody oh, has good. dyslexia. It's just okay. If I'm pronouncing it right, I probably pronounced it wrong. But uh Hey, how mean is that by the way to have a word like dyslexic dyslexia for people who can't already spell or see words correctly? You made it the hardest word ever. That's mean. That's like the word lisp. What do you have? Have a lisp. That's mean, dude. Don't put an S and a P right there. Call please, something else. Please make that a bit, buddy. That's mean. <laughs> yeah, make, make, make that a bit, buddy. Trust me, that's good. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, so we, we went over pacing. We went over the soundtrack. Um, when it comes to the character development, you spoke about uh, – it truly is everybody else. It's not Marty. But when it comes to the character you think changed the most, besides the father, who do you feel like had a big change when it came to character development? Probably his girlfriend. Um, because from movie one to two, it was two different people. So she changed the most. You win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. but but in all yeah. seriousness. Um... That Aunt Viv moment, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, the Aunt Viv moment. Oh man, I love that episode. By the way, Fresh Prince. Yes. When when uh, somebody walks in and goes, "Does she seem different to you?" and he just like stares at the camera. Yeah, when, <laughs> yeah, that was jazz. Jazz was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's something seemed different. <laughs> yeah, just threw him out right afterwards. Like, all right, uh, yes, yeah. Who did? Who do you think changed the most? That's a great question. Uh, I I would have to agree. It is the dad. Um, like I said, when it came to Biff. Uh, he treated him a little bit nicer, but it wasn't like, yeah, altogether like quick change, in my opinion. Right, he was like forced to change, but yeah. not for his own journey of learning a lesson. It was more just like, uh, well, he has the money now. I got to be nice to him, or else I can I don't get paid. Yeah, for me and to I survive, don't... I need to be his friend. Right, right. And I mean that sucks. I wonder if kids are even gonna uh, identify with that kind of a story in the future because you know they do all these things now where it's like you can't bully and if you bully a little bit i mean you're in serious trouble getting sent home and all this stuff you know i wonder if people will always identify the bully and the good guy thing or if that's gonna start to change my stepson in daycare he's almost four uh they take pictures of the kids now and they send them to us and long story short um he's a big three-year-old almost four-year-old and he was playing with this kid and the kid hit him on his thigh and my stepson slapped him and they called us and I guess they said bullying and when we got up there the little kid was like no we were playing I hit him and he hit me back so I think we really gotta like watch how we use the word bullying when like it could just be playing so I only know for this age, like, you know, he's a kid now. So like, I don't know as he gets older, we can classify bullying. But like right now, um, I think like just when they throw out the word bullying, we definitely got to do our research before we actually like call it yeah. bullying. So that's just my own personal experience right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with you because. Uh, yeah, I mean, people are too quick to jump to those conclusions and label things and yeah. I haven't seen – when I was in high school, I'll be completely honest, I didn't see 
true bullying myself. Now I know there was probably people who did experience it in some way or another, but I never saw it myself. Like there was never like in a movie that one kid, everybody knows, Oh, that's the bully. Like just get out of his way when he walks down the hallway. That never happened. No, I was too quiet to get bullied. They probably thought I was shooting up or something. <laughs> like, I was a quiet, like I got voted most quiet in my class. So like, I'm pretty sure it was like, Oh, let's not, let's be his friend. Uh, yeah. That's that guy's friend. Yeah, we're yeah. scared. What's yes. gonna happen? Yeah, for real. Yeah. Uh one through ten, what would you give this movie? Man, I gotta give it a ten. I love it. It's one of my favorites. Same here. Same here. Absolutely. Uh, very dumb question, but I gotta ask this question. Sure. Very, very dumb question, but I gotta ask. Do you believe that this movie has become a part of pop culture? Oh man, yeah. Like I said earlier, for real, I think it's like one of the keystones of of pop culture. Uh in film especially it's anything steven spielberg had his finger on i think he only produced this movie but yep. he read then it enough anything steven spielberg did in the 80s especially uh that's pop culture to the extreme like that's like the first thing you think of is like a steven spielberg movie no matter what it is and um yeah this is one of the biggest ones you're 100 right about it, Steven Spielberg thing. Like even when you go back and watch like episodes he directed of like the Night Gallery or any yeah. like anything like that, it's always like you he put his touch on everything. Yeah, and I just don't know what that is about him or what part of his brain. It's like he he's not trying to be marketable, but he's the most marketable director probably ever. I mean, he just ET. I mean, one of the biggest most well-known i mean look at that stupid looking alien he made that thing a, an international star that was the first movie i ever cried watching and i had no idea why i was crying yeah yeah i mean it's emotional yeah i was like this this isn't real at all like i remember being like nine or ten and like i know this isn't real but like i'm yeah. crying and this this isn't right like what yeah, food yeah yeah what food doing this yeah. giant Fucked up looking toad thing is making me cry. Like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, I have no idea what I'm watching on TNT, but this has got my emotions going crazy. <laughs> you cried even when there was commercials. Yeah, they broke up the story, and it still had an effect on you. That's crazy. That's that's magic. Nobody should be crying watching a Terminex commercial. <laughs> You're right, buddy. You're 100% right. That's um, awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the movie review. Is there anything you'd like to say to your fans? Man, um, just come on out to the Comedy Zone on Thursdays and um, uh, the Radio Room on Wednesday nights as well and uh, Habiba's on Mondays. Uh, yeah, just look us up and come on out whenever you're free and want to have a good laugh. And come Absolutely. see my guy too because he is hilarious. Oh, thanks, man. Thank you so much. Um, Absolutely. Like I said, all three of those rooms are in Greenville, South Carolina. So if you live around the area or just make a drive down, um, Habiba's is Monday night, I believe. Uh, That's right. Wednesday is Radio Room. That's right. And then Thursday is the Greenville Comedy Zone. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, guys, make sure you check that out. Uh, tell them where they can follow you. Uh, follow me on Twitter uh, at Kirkland Manning and, uh, and on Facebook as well. I'm working on some other platforms, but that's the only ones I got right now. All right. What's your uh, Twitter name and Facebook name? Uh, it should be just at Kirkland Manning. Not too many people have the name Kirkland, so it was easy to get that one. Uh, lucky you, buddy. Yeah, it's not a very popular name. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I told 
she's a very sweet woman. Don't think she was trying to pick on you. She was not. But when I told her who I was, I told my wife who I was interviewing, she was like, the guy with two last names. I was like, yeah, that's exactly right. I was like, oh. yeah. Peyton Manning. There's the Manning. And then I'm actually named after, after LaVon Kirkland. He was a Clemson football player from the 80s. So he was a running back. I, he was a linebacker. He played for the Steelers, too. Okay. And, uh, yeah. But anyway, yep. She's right. Two last names. That's me. Cool, cool. Well, thank you again for <laughs> thank you again for coming on to the movie review. And thank you guys so much for listening and have an amazing day. Oh, thank you so much, man.